Sync and Desist, a multimedia network. Please enjoy. Episode 74 now. We are almost three quarters of the way to 100. When we get to the 80s, <laughs> I'll be able to tell you what movie came out this year. <laughs> of the episode. So I didn't give you this update last episode, but um, but I did tell you that, um, that Sue <laughs> is my girlfriend's mom. She came down from New York and... Um, she actually gave us an iMac. Uh, apparently, oh, I knew that part. <laughs> oh, did I tell you that you before? You told us and all of us. <sighs> oh, oh, that okay. I did. I so I did. But tell I you know that. you. You're working on some stuff. I for an upcoming project. Uh, I am. Uh, and actually, I'm kind of experimenting with um, editing videos now on that because we're gonna say it was snuff before. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading about snuff films too, so it's funny you bring that up. But um, coming to the dark side, <laughs> yeah, I blame you for uh, for all that dark web stuff you've shown me. Um, <clears throat> FBI, are you listening right now? Um, as long as someone's listening, yeah. <laughs> I feel so alone sometimes. So, <laughs> hello. Um, but I I'm experimenting with uh, video editing because, as you know. Uh, I've been doing a lot of phone. Uh, there's like an app that I use that, that's basically like iMovie, um, but it's like a limited kind of version of it. So you can cut, you know, cut clips and then put audio on it and text and all that stuff. So I've been do, with some of my promo videos, um, advertising my music. Uh, I've used that. So until now, <laughs> which I don't have to use. The, um, I, I may still use the phone app to edit videos, but uh, but now that I have the Mac, um, uh, I'm going to really start experimenting with Photoshop and uh, iMovie and, and things like that. So I might kind of dip my hands a little bit in, into um, into what you do. Now I don't I don't necessarily have the uh, the desire to become a, a director by any means, <laughs> but. Um, Doing more promotional and marketing is is more where my passion is at. Starting that YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> the, the YouTube channel might be next, actually, um, because I was actually looking at where the computer is set up in this room. Oh, shit. And, <laughs> and it looks, yeah, like it actually looks really good. Like it, you know, I don't know. I, at the very least, I want to start doing live videos, maybe vlogging and, and talking about movies and stuff like that, so... Yeah, yeah. Which I think you've dabbled in that idea as well. You've got the room for it too. Like yeah. you got the action figures all or not um the 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 pops all set up. <laughs> That's you have yeah. to showcase that behind you if you're doing a vlog channel. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, I've dabbled like with like I said last week I was I've been just trying to figure out what the next thing that I'm going to pour like my creativity into like 
I've thought about like a YouTube channel, but I don't want to be like a YouTuber. Mm. Like I just want to, like I don't know what, but I I, I kind of just see like a set, like I'm about like a C stand and um a s- acoustic uh, sound blanket. I, I might I might have a little set. Uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to like I even texted you like uh, a few days ago. Like it needs to be a sad summer because <laughs> like we. Like I said last week, we haven't done a singing assist video since the sync up with us mm-hmm. video, and like <clears throat> that was even after like the um, it's been over a year since we've done like a sad vlog, and like I don't want to do like a sad vlog because like, like I think you see like my style and like documentaries, so like maybe something like that more. I so. would yeah, I would love to see like when you are doing. Uh, like if you are doing short films, you can have those behind the scenes kind of videos on your own channel. Uh, it, well, n- unless you don't want it to be separate from uh, the channel. Well, I guess I would have to ask you, like, do you want a channel for your finished product, short films, any of your, your, your serious direct uh directed projects or and then have i guess like behind the scenes videos and more like like showing the other aspects of of your work on like a personal channel or is that something that you considered i feel like they can live on this same channel mm-hmm. but like uh the rap a uh, rap music video that i did that's on the artist's channel but like mm-hmm. uh documentary and the uh two-part music video that i did for you that's on my channel and like mm-hmm. but like the behind the scenes of that rap music video is on my channel and so i feel like they can all live on this same channel but like if it needs to be like on their channel like right right your channel. <laughs> or but, you can utilize both i mean uh the artist can you like if yeah if you are doing music video i've seen oftentimes there'll be like the the director of of a music video has like a production company mm-hmm. and they they put their music video they directed on that channel as well as the artist putting it on theirs so that's and kind of double promotion at the same time mm-hmm. cuz like the music video on the behind the scenes came out at the same time right yeah uh, but guys, go watch the behind the scenes. Yeah. At least viewed on my channel. You aren't watching it. <laughs> I think it's one of the better ones. <laughs> like, yeah, the new one's better. That's yeah. the best thing I've ever done. But that document, that behind the scenes, is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like embarrassing how many views that behind the scenes has that you shot and I edited. Yeah. Like, I thought that was pretty boy, damn good. Too. good. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to to try to re-promote that. Uh, that's that's another thing too. Like as a creator, knowing like that you've made something and you promoted it for a while, and then now you're on to the next thing. Do do you like uproot the old stuff and try to re-promote that, or do you you know, or do you just move on you know from me? I move on fast. I move yeah. on from stuff like I've moved like the last doc that I did. I moved on from it before I exported it. 
like I move on fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is perfect. This is a ma- the best thing I've ever done. What's next? Yeah, the moment you upload it, it's like almost out of your mind in some ways. Mm-hmm. I could see that about you. Like we talk, like we All talk about la- un- incomplete scripts. I have. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is true. <laughs> you have finished. You finished a few, though. You mm-hmm. have finished. Um, but I have way more unfinished. <laughs> but I, I have, like, oh, which reminds me, like, there, I showed you this story that I have written, um, that I was thinking about turning into maybe a series, or I'm not exactly sure what I wanted from it, but I pretty much typed up. Uh, just pages worth of the story points of where I want a story to go. You sat me down at your desk like, <laughs> you're all my files. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but um, it, it's been a story that I've revised since I was probably 10 years old. Um, now, you could say from 10 to now that, I mean, it's a pretty much a completely different story. But the essence of what it is is still there. I've just may have changed. Uh, I changed a few character names around, and I've I've uh, I've maybe decided certain personality types didn't work. Like I even tried to figure out like what these characters would do in certain scenarios. You know, like to um, and I I think um, the the creator of The Simpsons. This is a good tip for people that are like typing scripts or or making characters for a movie or you know series short film uh is write a few things like it bullet points about a character and so as you are writing out your script your story uh and one of those characters is doing something refer back to those points that you made about that person, like, would they do that? Because oftentimes, like, as a story goes on forever, like some of these these series that have, like, hundreds of episodes, it loses consistency because, like, the writer started taking a character down a direction that... Now, if, if it makes sense... Some I, could say... Danny from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones is a good example. Even though all the signs were there. Right, it's like you compare, you know, uh, you know, the character from like season one, and then season eight. It's like it's almost like they they ignored you know the past. So it's kind of like, would they really make that decision? Now, unless it deems that, where whereas you have to leave room for characters to grow. But this is more about the essence of a character. It's like you write these things down that these are the unchanging things about this character. Uh, the the scenarios could kind of push certain personalities like out of the box, like, because I'm typically a, a more introverted person. But in certain scenarios, I could be more outgoing because I have to, you know? And so you do have to think the environment can change a character in how they would normally react to something. But... It's the essence of the character that you have to remain intact because people are going to notice that stuff where it's like, well, this character is uh, is typically courageous, but for some reason, this just doesn't line up. Like, this person is, is cowering in a scenario 
where normally they would, you know, rise up, you know, to to face that scenario. Uh, but again, you know, it, it could be a scenario thing, like where where characters can change down the line. But consistency is key. That's when it comes to writing, which, yeah, after talking about this, now I want to go write a script or something. <laughs> I was j- just yesterday watching on Vanity Fair's uh, YouTube channel that um, Emily, I, I forget her name, she's a screenwriter. She wrote like Pacific Rim, she's writing Jurassic World 3. And um, it was just an experiment. It was like 26 minutes long. But it was just like a studio sends her an email, like these are the points you have to get hit in the first draft. And they gave her seven minutes to write the first draft of a scene. Mm. And then she sends it. They give her uh, notes, like change this, add this. And then it's just that cycle of writing drafts. Mm-hmm. And like every segment would get shorter. Like she started with seven, then five, two, and like stuff like that. And then like <clears throat> it's a really good experiment. So like anyone that wants to watch, uh, I mean, learn how to write, I'd watch that. Cause like that's where I am right now. It's just like writing because I'm focusing more so on film than uh, like other channels of the medium. Like, I, I've never felt like writing was my strong suit. Like I can come up with a story, but like writing is so hard, especially and, dialogue. Yeah, yeah, and like being a director writing a script, mm-hmm. they're two different languages. Com- yeah, like you can't yeah. describe the scene. Yeah, that's the director's job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, you have the upper hand in that because you, if you are writing and directing something, that is all your baby. That is completely your baby. And, like, it, you have to think in terms of, like, you, you're playing God, basically. And it's like, okay, I'm going to create this person. And it's like, here's the beginning. Here's when they're born, how they're born, whatever. And here's how they die. This is, you know... So you the A to Z, and it's just filling in all those events. You know, you decide like, what is this person like, and then how do they how do they change if they do change, um, or do they die? Do, do, do they die like, you know, w- with that same person? They take it to the grave like who they are, their morals, their values. You know what what they are. They do they take it to the grave or do they? before they die, they, are they a changed person, you know? It's, so it's kind of like just filling in, here's A, a to Z and then filling in those gaps. Since we're talking about, like, storytelling and everything, like, and you want to get into, like, video editing and everything, mm. like, I think I've told you this before, but, like, my, the way I got into, like, actually doing filmmaking, because I've always wanted to be a filmmaker, like, I am one of those kids that saw... Jurassic Park and E.T. and Jaws and wanted to make movies and mm-hmm. also like Friday and uh, Selena. <laughs> <laughs> Selena's good, especially. Selena. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like I've, I've always put like the cart before the horse in a way where I got into photography by editing photos and I got into filming by editing music videos where 
like back in the day, like a lot of you probably listening to this probably won't know what we're talking about. But um, there's this uh, software called LimeWire. <laughs> <laughs> I used LimeWire, yes. Yeah. Um, I would just take songs that didn't have music videos and I would go on LimeWire and take music videos from the same artists or just like movies or anything else mm-hmm. and I'd make my own music videos to songs that don't have music videos. Right. And that's how I got into like creating a story. Like I'd take like five very different music videos and uh, scenes from a movie or whatever and I'd make my own story to service the song. So that's how I got into um, filmmaking like that was my door, my my way in, my foot in the door, mm-hmm. um, by like reverse engineering kind of, and like working on pacing and story, on crafting a story, and everything like that. Like I I got so good that like it looked like the actual music video mm-hmm. to the song to where like even like if it's a performance shot, it looks like they're actually mouthing the lyrics of the song when it's a completely different song. That's awesome. Yeah, and then, like, um, I used to do, like, uh, I haven't done it in a while, but, like, trailers yes. to movies that don't exist. Right. Yeah, Yeah. I, th- I think, um, see, you, since early on, you've had the passion to be, uh, be a filmmaker. Um, I don't necessarily share that, although I am a huge movie buff, as you know. So that's where we really bonded, you know. On a movie podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but like, my, my passion lies more in the uh, promotion and marketing side of things, which is really weird because I hate sales. <laughs> like, I hate selling something to someone. But I think when it comes to, like, promotion, um, it's more in the the creative pursuit of it in that look how cool these videos look and it's where I don't necessarily have to really sell something hard to someone it's just they see it and it looks cool fire fest yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah the marketing for that hey the marketing was great for that because everyone showed people showed up but uh nothing was happening um but like I, I enjoy seeing those hyper-cut videos of, like, for an example, let's see, uh, Fever 333 is a band that I, you know, really enjoy. And, like, the way that their, their marketing's awesome because, you know, they get, they get the hype going with the whole 333 thing. And then it's like, you know, it's not just, like, a fan base. It's a movement, you know, they... they Get, get you hyped for it, and it's like, join the movement. Like, they make you feel like you're missing out if you're not going to one of their shows. And then when they... And if you don't support them, you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> and you like cops. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've already... I've been attracted to their project because of the bands that they were in before this band, you know. Um, uh, Stevis is, is part of The Chariot when they were around. They're an Atlanta-based hardcore band. Um, you know, Jason, the singer, was in Let Live, and uh, the drummer was in Night Versus. So, um, Versus I was who? 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Night versus day. <laughs> <laughs> but um so I was already hyped for that but um what I love is when I would see their videos it would just be footage of their live performances and uh anyone that knows anything about this band knows that they go ham like you know jumping on top of things and like doing things that that humans shouldn't be doing uh to their bodies on stage like just throwing themselves but um but the way those videos are cut and it's like black and white and um I've, i'm attracted to like those kind of aesthetics you know it's like of course like you guys if you follow brad you wouldn't see this now but when i met brad <laughs> everything was in black and white <laughs> That, that was his aesthetic. <laughs> it was, it was, and I still, I still think about it and think about bringing that back. I actually thought about doing <laughs> doing an all black and white feed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just I love visuals, but I don't want to direct movies. You know, I wanna, I wanna market, uh, I wanna market something I'm passionate for, and whether it's you know 30 second or a minute mo- um, a minute trailers of things you know basically i like cuz i love trailers like it, don't give away the whole story though <laughs> like the rambo oh yeah no the it's the rambo trailer less is, is more the beginning middle and end of the movie it is that trailer gives away everything in a minute and a half now it do, it does look pretty badass so i'm not going to lie yeah i might watch it <laughs> <laughs> but it does it yeah it gives away the whole movie <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm looking forward to experimenting with, uh, with some of these programs now that I'm, I'm part of the, uh, the Apple family. About <laughs> now we need to get you an Apple phone. Get me a phone. Yeah. We're just talking about needing a new phone a minute ago too. We like, I certainly need one more than you do. I certainly need <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> they're already, they're at 10 or they're, do they have more than the iPhone 10 now, like a higher grade than that? There, there was a 10, then the 10S, S, yeah. and 10R. I was just at the You're um, on eight, Apple right? store. I have a 7. 7. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you are behind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, because I always get my phone as soon as a new one comes out. <laughs> Cheaper. But you also don't want to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be spending $1,000 on an iPhone 10. <laughs> I mean, you can pay like twenty a month, but then you're just in that phone for longer. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're still paying that off. So I'm about to get a new phone, but uh, I don't know which one because, like, I tried the 10s. It's so small. <laughs> it's so small. Right. See? But it's like it's thick. Like the width of it, like it's kind of mm-hmm. thick, but it's so small. <laughs> and then I tried the 10s plus. It's so big. <laughs> There's no middle except for the 10R, which is cheaper, but it's so thick. And then, um, like, the memes were that, that here's the 10S, yeah. the luxury, <laughs> and then here's the 10R. And I saw memes like, 10, are you poor? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, like, Apple, yeah, I think they're finally going to catch on that they're cheaper products that work better than their luxury products sell better. Like, I have an Apple Watch. This is the first generation. It still works. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, 
I've seen this. Uh, there's not a hard push to sell the the newest, greatest, most expensive thing when you go to phone stores, when you go to Apple, and and even like when I go into T-Mobile, uh, they, they never try to sell me the latest, greatest, most expensive thing. They always try to. They have always are followed by gate. <laughs> Fold gate. <laughs> <laughs> so it it's like well you really could have pretty much similar specs but pay like two hundred bucks three hundred bucks less than this one and it's it's like you practically can do the same things and it's like well, they'll ask you what you use it for what you want you know and it's like I use it for this and it's like then just go with the middle ground you know so they every time I go into into the store they always try to sell me. You know something semi new, maybe maybe like last year's thing, and it's like it's already so much cheaper than it was a year ago, and then it's like it does more than what you have, maybe a little bit less than this year's, but it's like you know yeah. you don't have to like pay up the ass for it at the same time, and it's practically as good. I might get a ten R though. Mm. I love how the ten S looks. Yeah, and the, just the ten period, they, the design didn't change, but um, the ten R, I might get in red. Oh hell yeah! My first um Apple product It'll was match in, your uh, your car. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my first Apple product was an iPod Nano, is mm. the product red, mm. and it still works. <laughs> but um, yeah, because if I get the ten R matte black. My phone's just gonna look the exact same from my t- my seven right now. It's gonna look the exact same. It's just a little bigger, right? But um, yeah. Red, red is my favorite color, <laughs> and product red. I couldn't I support, tell. I support uh, AIDS research. No, um, <laughs> you like the Red Ranger, don't you? Yeah, he murdered them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he murdered the others. <laughs> Think that about does it because the better still might die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think before we start recording this whole podcast, before we started doing this podcast, we wanted to do a series called The Art of Storytelling, and we never got around to doing that. I forgot about so that. This is like a prequel for that, possibly. All right. Yeah. And now we know what to title it. Yeah. <laughs> Point five. <laughs> <laughs> The Art of Storytelling, point five. <laughs> this is a creative, productive conversation. Yes, it was. Yeah, um, but thank you for stopping by, and we will catch you next week for 75. Later.